What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com. The JMAC News Show. Fearless. Honesty. I love honesty. I like honest reporting. Jay McFarland. Fearless. About the stories that really matter on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the JMAC News Show. I'm Jason Perry, director of the Hinckley Institute of Politics at the University of Utah, filling in for Jay today. But we'll have a chance to hear from him soon for those that have been waiting for him. But first, we get to hear from the great Lisa Riley Roche, the political <laughs> reporter for the Deseret News. She asks all the questions that everyone wants to hear. Sometimes she gets me saying things that I don't want to say also. She's just good at it. But today, we're talking about the 4th Congressional District race that's coming up. And somehow, you managed to get that one interview with Mia Love. How did that happen? Well, I had uh, you, you say I ask the questions people, people want me to ask. That's not always true of the people I cover. But uh, in, in Mia Love's case, I had uh, reached out to her some time ago and, and just stayed in touch and let her know I, I was interested in, in what her uh, plans were. And she had actually told me earlier this spring that she wasn't ruling out a race in the uh, 4th District, which came as a surprise, I think, to a lot of folks because she is now, of course, a uh, uh, commentator on CNN. She'll be in uh, Detroit for the upcoming Democratic uh, presidential debate, uh, offering her insights on how that goes. So uh, I think a lot of people thought she might be done with politics for a while, but uh, uh, she did agree to sit down with me and told me not only is she not ruling it out, she's ready to run unless someone steps forward that she feels can beat McAdams. Mm. A couple interesting questions from this that I, I, I've been reading your stories and, and about her comments since too. First, what sense did you get as to the why? You know, sometimes these elected officials, when they want to get back in, have a reason why they want to do it. Uh, what were you able to gather from her her answers to questions about that? Well, I I think she really believes that the seat will be lost again if a strong enough candidate doesn't get in the race. Uh, she did have some folks that she thought could uh, beat McAdams. Uh, one of them, uh, Dan Hemmert, is the uh, Senate majority whip in the Utah legislature, but he would be in the position of giving up his seat because he's up for re-election. You can only run for one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, and he would also lose his path to uh, rise up in the uh, Senate leadership ranks. So he's got a real decision on his hands. Another person that she liked was uh, Jefferson Moss, a state legislator uh, in the House from Saratoga Springs. But he's, he's not crazy about the idea of running either. What I thought was really interesting about uh, my conversation with Mia Love was what she had to say about the candidates already eyeing the race. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking of Kathleen Anderson, former Davis County uh, GOP secretary, whose husband, Rob Anderson, led the state party for two years through a pretty tumultuous time. Uh, she handled communications for the party then. Uh, Mia Love just thought she wouldn't uh, wouldn't be able to do it because if she could, the party would have been able to muster that same strength under Kathleen and Rob to help put Mia over the top last time. Well, that, uh, that's her 
analysis. Yeah, so it's interesting analysis. Maybe put this in perspective for us because uh, Rob Anderson is one of the people that Mia Love went after in her concession speech. Uh, I guess we call it a concession speech. She had a few people on her list that she wasn't thrilled with, including her own party, the president of the United States. Help us understand, you know, the going forward plan for her realizing that she was pretty upset with some of these people. Well, and and that's the real question, right? I mean, you have somebody who burned a lot of bridges in in a lot of people's minds after the uh, uh, last election where she lost by less than 700 votes. Uh, She also complained about Utah County and how they handled the election process. Remember the long lines? A lot of people just gave up and went home rather than vote on Election Day because they were trying to do mail voting and uh, just weren't prepared for the the big turnout on election day. So she's got to overcome that, obviously. But what she does have in her favor is her fundraising apparatus. She is one of the the best fundraisers in her party and says all that's ready to go. Uh, She actually used the term faucet when she talked to me, saying all she has to do is turn that faucet on and it's there, the money that she would need to run again. So it it would be, uh, it would be an, uh, uh, situation where she'd have to mend some of those those uh, relationships. I don't think she's going to mend the one with the president, but do Republicans really need him on their side to win in, in Utah? I mean, he stayed away last cycle from her and others, and of course he said that that's why she lost, but I don't think most people, uh, most of the political analysts, uh, including you, I believe, don't think that's the reason that she lost because she didn't have enough Trump in her campaign. Yeah, I think that probably still, I still stand by that. Probably not the reason, but it get, let's get to a couple of those factors there besides the president, because probably still be the president in that next, and that next uh, election. But there are some other factors that were interesting in that race, right? That there were issues on the ballot that may have, that, that did drive certain segments of the Utah population. Uh, have any of those things changed substantially that makes her maybe look at the field and say, maybe I could do it this time. I, well, I, I think for sure she believes that the, the turnout, the, t- the types of voters that will turn out next cycle will be a little bit different because there won't be a, a medical marijuana initiative on the ballot and uh, Medicaid expansion and uh, redistricting, all issues that were uh, guaranteed to drive a lot of more uh, liberal voters uh, to the polls. We haven't seen anything like that that surface. The, probably the biggest issue for uh, the 4th District will be who the Democratic presidential nominee is, right? I mean, you've got some very left-leaning candidates there, the, the Bernie Sanders, the Elizabeth Warrens, uh, who are talking about some things that are already being described as socialism here by many Republicans so if someone like that is on the ballot, uh, that could that could hurt uh, Democrats in Utah down down ballot, including uh, Ben McAdams. But if uh, Joe Biden or someone that's seen as more of a moderate uh, along uh, the same lines as as uh, McAdams or other Democrats in, in Utah, I, I think that'll drive the kind of voter that would. Be supportive. So interesting. So we might not need a medical marijuana question to drive Democrats uh, 
to, and even a lot of Republicans in this last election cycle was the reality of it, right? So without that, maybe you think that the the Democratic presidential candidate will either help or hurt Ben McAdams. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. I, I just look back at 2016, right? Bernie Sanders had huge, huge support in Utah in the March uh, presidential preference caucus of the Democratic Party. He got, what was it, close to 80% of the vote compared to uh, Hillary Clinton, the Democratic Party's eventual nominee, the former Secretary of State and First Lady. Uh, A lot of those people just didn't have Mm -hmm. the enthusiasm to to turn out, those Bernie Sanders supporters, and here in Utah and other places around the country. Okay. We're going to have to wrap up for just a moment. You're going to stay with us, though, right, Lisa? Anything for you, Jason. Uh, The analysis will continue. For those of you who are listening, uh, we want to hear from you. Make sure you text the Utah Community Credit text line at 57500 or call the voicemail line 801-575-7668. Join us in just a moment. J-Mac. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services, and we're proud to help bring you this podcast. If you ever need a resource for information about your home's electrical, plumbing, heating, or air conditioning system, you can find Any Hour Services on Facebook, YouTube, or online at anyhourservices.com.